This episode of the Badass Ladies Club is sponsored by Badass Retreats. It's time to make your healing a priority. Find out more at www.blcbadassretreats.com. And welcome to this week's episode of the Badass Ladies Club. My name is Jessica. I am, of course, here with Laurie. What's up, y'all? And um, today we are talking about manifestation and how Laurie and I are becoming manifestation queens. And we're so excited to talk about it. It's actually the most exciting Um, thing ever. But before we get started, of course, um, I'm going to ask you to please kindly rate, review, like, share. We are on Instagram at the Badass Ladies Club. We are on Facebook, Badass Ladies One Word Club. We are on TikTok at the Badass Ladies Club. Um, We have our Patreon. There are so many ways that you can show your love and support. The best thing you can do is rate this podcast, leave us a review. That's how we climb the charts. We would be so grateful if you did that. Let's talk about our badass of the week. Oh my gosh. So our badass of the week this week, I feel like I'm a little bit late to the party because she's been around for a while. Right. Um, And I just stumbled upon her book that's called Rich as expletive it's we just say it all the time i know but on the anyway it's called rich as fuck and her name is amanda francis um and i happened upon her book i don't even remember how i found it i think you talked to taylor about it oh yeah taylor Taylor. nick told us told me about it um because she and i were having this conversation and i said a handful of things and she just stopped me cold in my tracks and was like laurie i really think that you should check out this book Mm -hmm. It's going to help you kind of shift your idea around what you're struggling with, mainly financially. And, you know, like at the time in my life that it came to me, I had just left my day job. Mm -hmm. I felt 100 percent confident and comfortable with that decision. But that doesn't change the fact that somebody that's had a day job for 30 something years, you know, like I went back and forth between this like really confident mode and like panic mode. Like, Like, oh, what am I? Damn, what (laughs) just happened here? And so reading her book, I immediately felt this like shift and this like attunement happen inside of me. It opened me up so much. And it wasn't like anything that is in the book is stuff I haven't heard before. I think it was I know. Good timing, the right delivery and that Amanda makes things really accessible, mm-hmm. right? Where a lot of times when you learn about manifestation, money mindset, your relationship with money, you know, like I've been reading and studying about my relationship for money with money for a really long time. She gave me permission to like want what I want and not feel crappy about it. You know, that like is what I love about her. It's so it's good because every other financial guru is like, you know, yeah, get all the money, but pay off all your debt first. Right. Be responsible. And she's not saying don't be responsible. No, but she's also like, if you want the Chanel bag, get the Chanel bag. Well, or whatever it is, no matter how stupid other people think it is. And on 
the heels of all of it, like you can't create something that doesn't exist if you aren't in the frequency and a vibrational match for what it is that you want. And we're going to talk about so much of that today in this episode, but that being a vibrational match for paying off my credit card debt doesn't feel good and inspiring and yummy to me. But Being a vibrational match for buying a Chanel bag feels really inspiring and awesome. And that that is a different mindset or a way of looking at it. But she also just like knocks down. I know for me and for Badass Ladies Club a lot, like we've put so much effort into presentation Mm -hmm. and things being really um, refined or whatever. I love her programs and her books so much because she is very real and just does shit on the fly. And I mean, like her money course that we're in the process Mm -hmm. of taking right now, she is on her flip cell phone, you know, like 10 years ago. (laughs) Right, because it was filmed a while ago. Right, like in her car with the sun going down with no audio and no, like the lighting, she flipped up the vanity mirror in her car. Like that was like, (laughs) it does not matter. What matters is what she's saying and how she feels about it and how she makes you feel about it. And I'm just such a huge fan of everything that she's doing right now. And I might add, it's producing massive results in our world. Yes. And that and is what we are talking about. I know. About. And it's only been a couple of weeks. I know. Like that's... So imagine when we do like a 2.0 of this episode and we're like, oh, my God, you guys can't believe all the shit that we've manifested over this course of I'm life. just saying keep your eyes open because <laughs> it's we're coming for it yeah opening up huge amounts of possibility so Amanda Francis shout out I'm into badass. it if yes. you are interested in any of her stuff she's xo Amanda Francis on Instagram and her Instagram is beautiful and um yeah I love it that yeah, ass of the week she's great um so I started reading rich as fuck on the plane to Kansas City mm-hmm And, um, when I landed in Kansas city and went to my hotel room, I was like on a high, I felt like, you know, because Kansas city was like this really inspiring moment in time where like, I was really excited to be on this really creative team of hairdressers. And I've just felt so uninspired lately with like COVID and the salon world and all these things. And so, reading rich as fuck on the plane, I got off that plane and I was like, yes, I'm like so excited. I checked into the hotel and I'm not kidding guys. They're like, are you a Marriott member? And I said, no. And they said, Oh, well you just got an upgrade to a King suite. And I was like, yes, I did. That's right. I did because I I'm a badass bitch and a vibrational match and I'm a vibrational match and hell yeah. I stay in King suites. Why wouldn't I? Duh. Duh. (laughs) So how many pages into that book were you when that happened? I literally was 30 pages in. (laughs) That's it. This is a hundred percent. My experience is like before I ever was into her YouTube or any Mm -hmm. of her digital courses or anything, just the first 50 pages of that book like I said, it activates something in you. Yes. Things become possible that weren't possible before. And it's such a beautiful thing. And it has everything to do with how you manifest what it is that you're trying to yeah. create. Um, yay. I love this. Yay. So let's start here. 
we've come in off of a big weekend this weekend. Um, it was a really big weekend. Yeah. It was the best weekend, actually. It was the best. And it's, um, I mean, by the time this airs, it will have been a couple of weeks mm-hmm. since our one year anniversary. But in lifetime, it's actually today. I know. Happy birthday. Happy like. birthday, Badass Ladies Club. Um, October 5th. Yeah. Like yeah. that. So. This past weekend, we had a huge celebration at Hotel Zaza, which is a boutique hotel in Uptown Dallas. Um, and it's interesting because we're talking about Amanda Francis and Rich as Fuck, that when I read that book was when I went to Zaza back in June. Mm-hmm. It was a... And also to know, I think Amanda Francis is from Dallas. She is. I don't know if she's from here, but well, she, she, she lived was here. Living yeah, here like, at least for a right. while because she mentions it in Oh, no, her she's book. from Oklahoma. She's from Sand Springs. Oh, but she lived okay. in Dallas and a lot of, yeah, her yes. business is here. Anyway. You were at Zaza. I was at Zaza celebrating June. my birthday weekend right. um, with my husband and was starting to read this book. And like we said, it activated all kinds of things in me. When I went in June, it was so much about like wanting to celebrate where my life was headed, the things that I was creating, and that I was going to start the way I intended to continue on, you know, with this beautiful lifestyle, doing what I wanted to do when I felt like doing it and having like a five-star experience everywhere I went. And in the weeks following that visit, it was so amazing how the things that I wanted to create were effortlessly coming to me. And I was on a real high anyway, because, you know, like, A, it was the birthday weekend. B, I had just left the day job. There was so much opportunity and potential in front of me that as I started to incorporate some of the things from this book that, like I said, things just kind of flood in easily. But one of the things that flooded in was a free suite that was given to us for whatever from Hotel Zaza, basically. Like I manifested this opportunity where after we had gone in June and spent some money and had a great time that we got an invitation to come back and to do it in this really beautiful suite called the Crouching Tiger Suite that was um, gifted, donated, manifested, you know, like out of thin air and how we got the suite is not as important as the idea that I knew that these experiences were experiences I was going to have more of in the future. Right. You were like, all right, Hotel Zaza, this is not the last you'll see of me. No, like this is part of my reality from now on, you know, I spend my weekends at badass, expensive boutique hotels by the pool in a private cabana. Like that's what we do. And what's funny about it is like, I've always loved nice hotels Mm -hmm. and you know, like nice restaurants. This is new for Laurie. Like she spends being a summer birthday. Like you've done hotel pool parties. Yeah. Yeah. Like all of that. Like, But even in my job, you know, like I've traveled to hotels and stayed in nice hotels for, you know, 15, 20 years. A lot of times they weren't hotels I paid for. Right. A lot of times it was like work related stuff that got me into these really beautiful experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wanted so much for my new reality to be that that didn't have to change just because I didn't have employers that were paying for me to go to these beautiful places. I was now going to create that for myself. And it immediately came to fruition with, you know, and I'll 
full disclosure here, when I went in June, I stayed in a really nice room. It was not the Crouching Tiger Suite, you know, like it was, (laughs) you have no idea. And honestly, like when the suite was gifted to me, I just looked on the calendar and like scrolled out to the next available weekend that I might be able to do something like that. And I was like, yeah, let's do it October 3rd and 4th. Like that sounds like a good weekend. So, but it didn't even dawn on me that it was the one year anniversary of the podcast. Mm -hmm. Until I started to really get real about like what to do with the suite and how were we going to use it. And then when it all lined up, clearly we were going to use it to celebrate this amazing year that we've had at the Badass Ladies Club. Um, so let's talk about this weekend. I am speechless, honestly. So I had seen pictures on their Instagram of this suite. Right. Do we want to disclose how much this suite goes for a night? Sure. This is a $2,500 a night suite, guys. Like, yes, we're not even maybe $24, $25. It's in that range. $24.99 a night. Yeah. Yeah. A night. A night. $2,499 a night. Plus tax, I'm sure. Right. Um, More money than, I mean, it's double my mortgage. Yeah. You know, like, it's... Twice the size of my house. Right. And guys, this, like, when I say a suite, it's like an apartment. It was an apartment. Yes. Full-size kitchen. Yes. 10-person dining room table. Yes. Huge living room. Two king bedroom suites, both with full bathrooms. We had a half bath. We had a laundry room. We had a (laughs) balcony porch in the magnolia trees. Yes. Like, it was phenomenal. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Way exceeded expectations as far as, like, the room that we had to spend time in. And it was this really beautiful, like, full circle moment of this is, for a one-year celebration, exceeds all of my expectations of the way we might celebrate our first year in business, you know? I mean... (laughs) It was so amazing. When I say it felt right, like... Because here's part of Amanda Francis's program, like first step, number one, like figuring out all your fucked up ideas about money. And when I woke up the next morning in that suite, I remember thinking like, wow, in just a year, thinking about all the things that you and I had done together with this company. And I remember thinking that morning, like, it wasn't too long ago. It, I'm talking like a couple weeks ago where I thought girls like me don't stay in suites like that. Right. That Talk about a fucked up money belief. Right. Like, yeah. That doesn't happen to me because I don't make that kind of money to afford that kind of lifestyle. Mm. I don't hang out in uptown Dallas. Mm. I'm not rich. I'm not, you know, and Anyway, like, I feel like there's a whole other episode tacked onto this about our fucked up ideas with money. But like, that's where I was even just a couple weeks ago. And I knew that this suite had already. You knew we were going. Like, we'd already planned it. And like, yeah, it was in the making. It was happening. And like I was saying before, I had seen pictures on Instagram and I was like, oh, that looks really pretty. Nothing like stepping in and being like, oh, this is ours. Right. For the night. Yeah. And thinking about all the people who have probably stayed there, like, what do the, I was thinking, what do those people do for a living? Mm -hmm. 
how do they get their money? What do, how do they spend their time? What are their beliefs? What are, you know, it was really cool. It was a great experience. It was a great experience. One of the, my favorite parts about it is that it so beautifully illustrates this. Because, I mean, obviously what we're talking about is the law of attraction, right? Which is also not a new concept. Correct. We've talked about it many times. Yes. And we're going to talk about it some more. But yes. <laughs> that if you had scaled out to October 5th of 2020... And you had said, you're going to get a year down the line from this business that you guys have started. And for a celebration, you're going to check into a $2,500 a night suite at Zaza. I would have been like, are you out of your fucking mind? Like that old ways of thinking are like, that can't happen because mm -hmm. we can't afford that. Mm -hmm. That even if I had $2,500, I wouldn't spend right. it on one night in a hotel room. Right. Like that's what old thinking would tell me. Right. New thinking that I have today would be like, okay, that sounds awesome. And I'm not worried about how that's going to come to pass because there's this opportunity that anything could happen. You know, like we could get this time next year, a $10,000 a night suite. Let's do it. Yeah. And that might mean <laughs> that we pay for it. That might mean it was gifted to us. It could mean anything. We don't have to know how. All we have to know is that we are worthy of it, that it's already done. We and, are powerful creators. Right. And just create the vibration where we are a match to a $10,000 a night suite. And it's ours. It has to come to us. There is no way it can't come to us. The only way it can't is if we start putting these limitations on it. Like, how are we going to pay for a $10,000 a night suite? There's no way that I would spend that kind of money on one night, you know, like, and that those beliefs are true because we make them true. Mm -hmm. The same way we make it true that we can have whatever we want, even a $10,000 a night suite. I'm claiming it. We've decided. I've decided. $10,000 a Cheers. night suite this time <laughs> next year. I'm in. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about manifestation. Let's talk about it. Um, the easiest way that I know how to break down like the whole process of it, because there's lots of different multi-step processes to manifesting what you want. Mm-hmm. But it all comes down to this, like, ask, believe, receive breakdown. So, like, you're going to ask for what you want. You're going to believe that you can have it. And then you're going to receive it. Each one of those steps obviously being a lot more nuanced than what it looks like. But let's just start with the ask. Um, you got to get really clear on what you want. Because sometimes the way that we ask for things in reality is not what we really want. And one thing that I'm learning about manifestation, because human design is a whole nother podcast we'll do, but I've f figured out in recent months that I'm what's called a manifesting generator in human design, which means I'm pretty efficient in manifesting things that don't exist and things come quickly. But that also gives me this really good guide to be like, oh, I did ask for that. And that's not exactly what I meant. You know, right. like I meant this instead that what I'm asking for is the way I f want to feel about something. Mm -hmm. The actual thing that I'm getting sometimes one way or the other is not exactly what I wanted, you know, or what I thought I wanted, that there is a feeling that I want. And in order to have it, I have to feel it now, regardless of what's going on with my current circumstances. So if we're, I mean, I'll be real transparent here. If it's about going to Zaza this past weekend, 
and getting a massage at the spa Mm -hmm. and dropping hundreds of dollars at the restaurant Mm -hmm. and getting room service and doing, you know, like all of the things that are kind of outside of my experience at that spending level, right? That I want those things. Those things make me feel amazing. If I'm going to do those things and I'm going to put my credit card down and every time they run it, I panic when I see the total. I'm not feeling really good about what I'm doing, you know, which is not going to allow me to create the income to pay that credit card bill when it comes in. You know, like I have to feel amazing about the money that I'm spending because it's creating the lifestyle and the feeling that I want to experience in my life. And at the same time, I need to feel amazing about all the people that are employed by the money that I'm spending, you know? And I need to feel amazing about the fact that I don't have to worry about how I'm going to pay for that bill because I know, like I know, like I know that the money will be there when it's time to pay the bill because I'm a vibrational match for it. And there's no other answer to that conversation. There's no other possibility. Like, I believe it's going to be there. And that that is all based on this feeling of how I feel about spending the money. Mm -hmm. If I went and I felt stressed out and shitty every time I was paying for any of that stuff, it would have exactly the reverse effect in the manifestation process, you know? And that we were with three of our closest girlfriends who were down to live up that lifestyle for a night. And like, so the vibrations were just like off the charts, off the charts, celebration, Yes, order the eight ounce filet that costs a stupid amount of money. It's a good steak. It was the best. Yeah, it was great. (laughs) You know, like, um, so yeah, I just, I also wanted to throw that out there that we were also with three really close badass besties that support us in this journey and see what we're doing. And they're like, Hell yeah. They also get the vibration of what we're doing. Because if we had gone with friends that were not on that same vibe of, yeah, let's live this up and fully experience this in the way that we deserve and are meant to, that would lower our collective vibration. You know, Mm -hmm. like it makes it harder to participate in that space. So in asking for what you want, that clarity becomes... And one of the things that Amanda does so well is I don't want just enough money. Nope. Just enough is not enough. You know, like I want more than enough money. I want an abundance of money because it's going to allow me to do an abundance of amazing things in this world. And when I have more than enough money, I am empowered to help other people so much more and think about all of the things that I'm going to be able to do with this beautiful life and with my skills if I'm not stressed out by money, you know, like I'll be supported by it. I'll be empowered by it. Right. Yeah. And that's like one of my fucked up beliefs about money is that like rich people are um, greedy or Mm. evil or... um, Or what rich people do with their money is stupid. Um, When I'm sitting here thinking, oh, my God, I could do really important things like pay for my daughter's college Mm -hmm. um, or really frivolous things like, which I think is important, take her around the freaking world. It's not frivolous. You know, like, well, I'm just saying, like, you know, a lot of people don't, you know, 
have the means to travel that way, but I'm about to because I'm about to make this happen. And think about the kind of person that she, she gets to be. become yeah, because of the experiences of traveling around the world with you. Like, right. I think it's a necessity. I think it's amazing. It's the way it has to be. Like, um, yeah. And, you know, and I have not let go of this idea that Badass Ladies Club is going to grow and we're going to need to pay people. Yes. And we're going to need to help them pay for their kids' college. Yes. And you know what I mean? Like, providing lifestyles and opportunities for people. And I have got to let go of this idea that money is bad or greedy. And I'm like, no, I want a fuck ton of money. Yes. Like more than I know what to do with. Right. So that I can create a life, not only for myself, but for other people and give to charity and, you know, like help build people up to who they need to be be, you know, right. and that's not up to me as far as who they need to be, but whatever that means, getting an education or, you know, traveling or buying a house or whatever it is, like, I'm ready to help people do that. Yeah. When the money comes. Well, and it's also about, I know for me, cause you know, you talk about like believing that people who have a lot of money are greedy or evil or whatever is that money only magnifies who you already were. Mm -hmm. And that is something that like one of my really messed up money beliefs was that money changes people, you know, that when you get too much money, that then all of a sudden you become this greedy ogre who is all like weird. And that that is just not true. It's a lie. Money makes you more of who you already are. Right. And that if not, if, as we come into these large sums of money that support our business and allow us to grow and have employees and be able to create opportunities for other people, what I know is that Badass Ladies Club is going to be a different kind of company. Right. That's going to set a different kind of standard and example so that 30 years from now, women who are starting small businesses will be like, I can't wait to have enough money so I can do good with it. Like their mindset isn't going to be that money is corrupts you and makes you right. dark and evil. Their idea is going to be like, look at this amazing business. And I want to create something like that too. Cause it does so much good in the world. That is the biggest motivator for me to create badass ladies club. The way that, you know, mm -hmm. I see it is that it's going to be a new standard in how you use wealth. Right. And that having just enough isn't going to get us there. No. Energetically or like literally financially. Yeah. Like it's not just enough isn't enough. Right. And anybody who is wealthy will tell you that money is just a vibration. Yeah. And I will go ahead and throw this out there. That idea has gotten us in the doghouse. <laughs> I, mean, I was about to say our first... We got our first hater. Our um, first hater came with our money mindset episode. Totally. And that, and I did not realize this was such a touchy subject, but right. in this circumstance it was. But that also, in respect to the law of attraction and manifestation, I've had to scale out a lot from that whole, I don't know what it was, reality check, attack, what you know, like whatever it was, that just because that's somebody else's truth, that doesn't make it my truth, you know, and that I'm a lot less threatened by, and part of this I think is also the Amanda Francis thing, you know, mm -hmm. 
where I am completely content for people to have whatever judgments they need to have right. about me or about our company based on what it is that we are doing. We did not get into this to be broke. This was not about making less money, you know, like this was always about being badass and fucking fabulous and doing what we wanted when we felt like doing it unapologetically. Unapologetic is in our value statement like a hundred times. Right. (laughs) It was one of our 10 words, you know, like in that it's not been honestly until the last two weeks, maybe that I've been really comfortable with the unapologetic part of it. Right. Like if you don't like what I'm doing or how I'm choosing to look at this, then you go do your own thing. And look at what you're doing, you know, like I have, I have no fucks left. Yeah. Um, so yeah, getting really clear about what you want. Mm-hmm. And we're pretty freaking clear about what we want for we're this business. Pretty you know, like, and uh, yeah. I should say, I stopped reading the book so that I could do the video series. Right. <laughs> um, because I'm more of a visual video person. So Laurie was like, stop what you're doing, <laughs> do the video series. Yeah. And already like the homework and the journaling from that series has shifted my mindset. One million percent around manifesting and being that energetic match and what my energetic minimum is. Again, this is probably going to have to be like a 2.0 thing. But um, as far as manifesting, yes, we are powerful creators and um, we have to be very clear. So very clear, noted, very clear. And when you talk about being like a powerful creator co-creator I think a lot is I love the word co-creator because like your body your human body is like a engine okay it's a tool I know people are weird about this word it's literally like a vortex if you can learn how to tune it the right way Mm -hmm then you're able to create things that did not exist well it's just a vessel it's just a vessel like so the way you do that is by carefully selecting and tuning your thoughts, which is a lot easier said than done. Amen. And (laughs) that part of this process, like, so the first section of creating what you want is to get your limiting beliefs out of the way. And that doesn't mean if you're talking about money or whatever you're talking about, like you've got to get the limiting beliefs out of the way. And I like to journal. You know, like I'm a fan of writing out what's going on inside of me, but it's so funny. Like when you decide there's something that you want, that the believing part of manifestation is you have to believe that you can have it and you have Mm -hmm. to believe that you are worthy of it. Mm -hmm. Well, on a daily basis, I have these thoughts that hit me. And now that I'm trying to like intentionally choose the thoughts that support what I'm manifesting, these thoughts will hit me and I'll be like, what was that even about? This morning, I was talking to Mandy and I was talking about, you know, her uh, tents that her dad got this really cool stationary tent to put out on their property. That's like his weekend getaway or whatever. Okay. Yeah. And it's like not a tent. It's like a tiny house, basically. You know, it's like so cool. And they'll never take it down. You don't have to break it down. Like you leave it up all the time. Okay. I was like, but it's like to break it down every time. Okay. It it is a tent, but it's not a tent. Anyway, we were talking about his tent. And I was like, oh, my God, I love his tent. It's like my long-term retirement plan is to have a tent like that. <laughs> as soon as that fell out of my mouth, I was like, wait a minute. That is not my retirement plan. I'm not going to live in a tent. 
Like, I'm going to have beach houses in Costa Rica and ski houses in Switzerland and fly on my electric jet all over the world. This is what my retirement plan. Like, and it's just so funny because, I mean, I've said for decades, yeah, I'm going to braid hair on the beach when I retire. You know, like that these small visions I had for the way I was going to live don't support what it is that I'm trying to create. And that old Laurie has that shit on repeat in her head, you know? That's what I was manifesting, was braiding hair on the beach (laughs) and living in a tent. Right. That is fucked up and not at all what I want, you know? So as soon as I said it, I was like, stop. That is not true. (laughs) This is what I believe instead. Electric jet, like Mandy was cracking up. She was like, you know, they don't have those yet. I was like, I don't fucking care. Like, they will, and I'm going to have one. Um... So, yeah, like that it becomes this daily thing where all day, every day, I'm like, am I just going through the catalog of crappy thoughts that I put in place because I was too scared to ask for what I really wanted to believe I was worthy of what I really wanted? Like, yes, Mm -hmm. I was, but I'm not anymore. And I have to confront those things when they come out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, no, that is not it. Where did I get that from? Like, what makes me think I can't have the beach house and the ski house. What makes me think, what, where did I learn that? Acknowledge it, write about it for a little while, forgive it, decide to let it go and reframe it in this new space that I'm in. And some beliefs that takes me weeks because they're really deep in there and they keep surfacing and coming back up. Some beliefs I do it immediately, you know, like where I'm just like, nope, not true. This is what's true instead. And now we're moving forward, you know, like, And so the believe part of the manifestation process is a process. It's not like you're just like, okay, I got really clear about what I wanted and I believe I can have it and now I'm done. Right. Believe is the biggest chunk of the process because we don't believe we're worthy of what we want a lot of times. Well, yeah, (laughs) I'm going to apologize in advance. Um, I haven't talked about it in a long time, but you guys are probably like, really this again? The Louis Vuitton bag. Yes. Okay. So I have people really close to me who I know love me with every fiber of their being. Look me in the face when I bought that Louis Vuitton bag, which, by the way, was a quarter of what it cost back in the day. It's a vintage, whatever. Long story. It's used. I didn't pay like full price for it, but I got it because I was like, badass bitches carry real and I'm like I'm not gonna get some like fake Louis yeah I'm buying a real Louis how I got it how much it costs doesn't matter I got it and I had people in my life who like I said love me with every fiber of their being look at me and be like you're freaking insane (laughs) I would never spend that much money on a hunk of canvas and leather and like in so many words, be like, that's stupid. Right. You made a bad decision. You made a bad decision. Right. And there was not a single time where I was like, oh, maybe you're right. I was like, no, God damn it. I deserve this bag. I worked really hard for this bag. And actually, I didn't even work that hard to get it. It literally popped up in my feed and like was presented to me. And I said, that's my bag. So I got it. And, um, so anyway, I'm just saying, don't let people make you feel 
like what you want to do with your money is stupid. And please be careful about what you say to your loved ones on how they're spending their money. Like this is what it is. First of all, when you're in alignment with what you're creating, it makes no difference what other people have to say about it. Like it didn't about the bag. Okay. And when you're in alignment with what you're trying to create, it's not hard to get it. It comes directly to you just like that bag did. Right. You know, like it's easy, just like the suite came. Right. It's easy. It's way harder to like make it happen. Right. But when people are, because I could write a novel about how uncomfortable people have been with my mindset over the last six to nine months, you know, where they're just like, (laughs) you're doing what? Believe me. And the amount of people who have talked to me about it and been Uh, like, like, is she insane? Is this a midlife crisis? I'm like, Like, what, what is going on with you? You know, is that when you act on your truth and you stop fucking around and making excuses for why you can't have what you want, it makes people who are doing that very uncomfortable. Mm hmm. So be uncomfortable. Right. And because it's like a mirror. They're like, oh, wait. A year ago, Laurie was in this boat with me sinking. And now she's not. And that shines a light back on what you're not doing for yourself. Mm -hmm. Spending however much money you spend on a bag only shows that you value yourself at this level, that you're willing to have the real LV as opposed to the knockoff one. Right. And that you are claiming that for yourself and you're saying, I am worthy of this bag and I'll have it. And oh, look, here it is. And now I'm carrying it. And that when people see those huge things happen in a short amount of time, like it did for you, they then begin to realize that that's possible. And if it was possible for you, it's possible for them. And the only difference between you and between them is that you are willing to claim it and allow it to come to you. And really up level your life in that way. And that makes them uncomfortable because they're not willing to do the same Mm -hmm. thing. And, or I'll even throw in there that they're like trying to protect you. Right. You know, because what you're doing looks risky to them, you know? And I'm saying not doing that is risky. Like regretting what I could have had because I was scared to go after it is a risk. I'm not willing to take anymore, you know, like, because what's the worst thing that's going to happen? I'm going to go after something I'm not going to get it. But if I don't get it, what I know is absolute truth is that I won't get it because either I didn't really want it, which is why I'm not a vibrational match for it, or that there's something better that's coming. Right. And that I have to like trust this process, you know, the believing part of it is also believing that maybe there's a better way, a bigger way, a more efficient way that things are coming to you that you don't really know. Yes. You know what I want to talk about real quick? Yes. If you don't mind, because you're the one who really took this one on is the weekend I was in Kansas City. We had the art workshop that you hosted by yourself. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to talk about how that all happened and how we made budget. Okay. Magically. Yes. But Laurie did this like while I was gone. So, okay. So let's put this in context of the Amanda Francis program. Okay. I had been in this video program for 10 days when I did that. Literally, literally 10, 10 days. days. You had just been reading the first 30 pages of the book. So right. we were like neck and neck, you know, but I had done it enough to know that this shit is working. And right. which is why I was like, stop everything, Jessica. 
this is what we're doing now. Um, I feel like we do that a lot. It's okay. Um, so I knew that we needed to make a certain amount of money right. in order to pay some expenses for Badass Ladies Club. And that you were going to go to Kansas City and that I was going to stay and do this art immersion workshop. And that I was trying to get out of this mindset that I have to figure out where every dollar is coming from, right? Because that's part of this manifestation process is that you don't need to know the how. You only need to know what you want, believe that you can have it, and then chill until it shows up, you know, like mm -hmm. that that's the idea. So I'm trying to practice this with our workshop on that Sunday. And I knew that we needed to make X number of dollars. And I wasn't going to worry about how we were going to make that money. I just believed that it was going to happen. And so in my ask, I was asking, we need to make full budget in order to pay for these things. Because also part of asking is like, what are you going to do if it's money? Okay, so I need X number of dollars and this is what I'm going to do with it. Like you got to feel the, I was going to feel so relieved when right. we could pay for what we needed to pay for because right. this money came to us. I was going to be so proud. And that so we're proud. not taking it out of our own pockets. Right. And, yeah, that it's yeah, not yeah. costing us money right. to do our job, you know? Like that that relief and that pride that we were able to do that was going to feel so good. So I was just like attached to that feeling that it's going to feel so great and I'm going to be so grateful and I'm going to be in awe of the fact that the universe just like brought it to us and I didn't have to struggle and I didn't have to stress. All I got to do is feel good. So... We get to the day before the workshop and we'd sold about half of the tickets, which was only about half of the money that I knew we needed to make. And so the morning of the workshop, I was like, whatever, I'm not going to stress about it. I believe it's going to be here. You know, like right. I have, we no... literally have hours yeah. till the event, but whatever, like, but okay, there's no potential possibility that we will not have the money that we need by the time that we need it. And this is just what I knew. So I went and hung out with a friend and had breakfast. On my way home from breakfast, an hour and a half before the workshop, I'm checking my email and we got a refund for some flights that we had booked that I guess were like at the wrong fare rate or something. And the refund was the exact amount that we were short for making full budget on the workshop that was going to allow us to pay for the expenses. So even though we hadn't sold out the workshop, right, we still got the money that we needed. Nobody had to stress, hustle, beg people to come. No, none of it, you know, like it all worked out in perfect timing. You guys, we couldn't make this up. Like could not make it up amazed. even if we tried. Like, yeah, <laughs> amazed. Um, it was just such a cool moment. And... Laurie Marco Poloed me and she was like, guess what? You know, and so I was excited. like, and you know, I like I said, I was already in this really like highly energetic, magical, like inspirational space being in Kansas City with all these amazing creative people. And um, but knowing deep down that we had only sold half the tickets that we needed to, I was low-key freaking out. Yeah. But that you had all this confidence. And I was like, okay, Jessica, we're just, we're just going to trust it. We're just going to trust it and it's going to be fine. And we're not going to have to dip into our own pockets and be out of money to pay for what we need to. And when you sent me that Marco Polo and you were like, you'll never believe. <laughs> I was yeah. like, holy shit, this shit works. Yes. This is amazing. And that kind of thing has happened several times. Oh, I mean, that was only 
10 days ago, 12 days right. ago, you yeah, know, like yeah, yeah. it's happened several times since then in other ways, yeah. you know? Um, so yeah, like the belief part, that's the other part is like, there's a lot of goals that you set, right? And I like setting big, insane, freaking bananas goals. It's just the way I am, you know? Yeah, like The ones that make me a little uncomfortable. Make everybody uncomfortable. <laughs> They're like, have you lost your fucking mind? Know. You know, like, I like that. Yeah. Not because, and I'm firm on the idea that it's possible, but I also know that anytime I've set a goal, I, if I go way past what I think is possible, then I get higher than I would have if I didn't, you know? And right. so... It's okay with me to set these unreasonable goals, especially because I know that they, there's no difference between $5 and $5 million. Mm -hmm. The universe does not care, you know, like it's what I think is possible that makes the difference. And I think magic, huge goals are possible. Um, but when those goals don't seem to come to pass, like us not selling enough tickets to that workshop, that's when the real work on believing begins. Mm -hmm. It's real easy to believe when you got time. Right. But when you're out of time and you didn't hit the goal and you literally are staring in the face that like, oh, what I thought was going to happen isn't happening the way I thought it was going to. Then you have this choice of being like, whatever, it's still coming to me. Like, I believe, like, I believe, like, I believe that it's going to happen. Or you can say, oh, that sucks. This shit doesn't work. But either way, you're right. <laughs> you know, like you're the one that gets to determine what you're going to do in this magic moment of faith and belief. And I have unwavering faith that what it is I'm manifesting is coming to me. So if it's about money, like if what we needed was a thousand dollars and we didn't get it, then it might mean because two thousand dollars is coming next week. I don't need to know. Like right. if I had a goal of making a thousand dollars by Friday and it's Saturday and it didn't come, I don't fucking care. That's my money. It's mine. It's coming yeah. to me. I don't have to worry about the how I don't have to stress about how it's coming. I know it's already done. And that is really hard as humans to like step into that place of infinite faith and belief, even when your current reality isn't showing you those things, but it's the humans that can do that that tune themselves in their frequency that allow those things to come to them. You've got to be in the game mm -hmm. for it to happen. Right. What else about believing? I mean, I, just to piggyback off of what you're already saying, it just has to be like, I mean, the definition of faith is believing in what is unseen. Right. Right. And like, you don't have to have the proof. You don't have to have you know, a logical map to how to get there. Um, what I'm trying to get out of is this belief that I've been telling myself for many, many years, um, because it's a belief that's been passed down to me. I'm just going to say it through the salon industry yeah. that, um, you know, like, let's take like the six figure hairdresser idea. Like every hairdresser wants to be a six figure hairdresser. Right. I mean, who wouldn't want Obviously. to be a six figure hairdresser? Yeah. Um, that in order to be a six figure hairdresser, you know, you have to work 
so fucking hard. And you have to decide if working that hard is really something that you want to do. And you have to triple book and that there is no lunch break that you have to bend over backwards and martyr yourself and risk your health, to be quite honest, to make that kind of money. And, you know, well, you would be so lucky and you can't do it without an assistant and you can't do it. So I have been in this belief that in order to make even six figures that I can't eat, that I have to work 12 hour days, Mm -hmm. that I have to turn and burn and stack people on stack people on stack people and, um, get them out as quickly as I get them in, in order to make that kind of money. And it doesn't matter, but I, don't make that kind of money because I've been like spinning in this hamster wheel. Lies. Right. It's all lies. What I'm finding out through talking to other people and not just in the salon industry, I'm talking like in other industries too. Like I just use the salon as industry because that's what I'm in, but, um, it doesn't have to be that fucking hard. No. And there's no award for most overworked hairstylist of the year. And that you can take your lunch breaks, charge people what you're worth, work smarter, not harder, and you can make that kind of money. A hundred percent. One million percent. You can make five times that money. Right. And I'm like, now that I'm in this like new shift of manifestation and being like this energetic match for the kind of money that I want to make. And I, you know, money's always like, don't talk to people about money. Right. Don't, shh, don't that's about that. That's impolite. You like, know? Yeah. I'm like, tell me how you make money. Yeah. Like, I'm like straight up like, so what do you do? Really? Tell me how you make that kind of money. And you know, that salon industry or not, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, This belief that I have had for so long that, you know, you have to decide if you want to work that hard to get that kind of money is a freaking lie. I'm so glad you brought this up because not being a hairdresser and not working on this like service based mentality where it's like produce this many dollars and you get to make this many dollars. I took it was a course a long time ago. I feel like maybe it was like a James Ray course back in the day when mm-hmm. the secret was brand new. And he taught this thing in his course about like how many dollars you have to make an hour in order to make a hundred thousand dollars a year. So you take your hundred thousand dollars a year you want to make and you divide it by how many weeks you want to work a year. And then you divide that by how many days a week you want to work. And then you divide that by how many hours you have in a day. And then you know how much each one of your hours is worth. So then when you sit on the couch and watch two movies you just lost this many dollars is kind of like the way he was coming at it. Right. And what I took away from that exercise was I don't want to make a hundred thousand dollars because I don't want to work that fucking hard. Mm -hmm. So then I had this idea that it was okay for me to make $60,000 or $70,000, you know, because I didn't want to work as hard as I was going to have to work to make the six figure income. So I scaled back all my expectations based on this idea that that was the only way I could make that kind of money. Yep. Which is a lie. What I know now is that there is no difference between like making $50,000 in 52 weeks or making $50,000 in four weeks. Mm -hmm. 
I can make as much money in whatever window of time like that time doesn't matter. And how much I suffer to create that money is a lot more of what matters. I'm not making money because I'm trying and hustling and suffering. I'm making money because I'm a vibrational match for the amount of money I want to make. I'm in alignment. I remove the limiting beliefs that tell me I can't have that. And now I can operate at this higher, more attuned level that's allowing the money to come to me faster and easier. And it feels good. It doesn't feel like shit. Mm-hmm. I'm not exhausted and tired and figuring out, well, if I want to make an extra $10,000 this year, I just got to work harder. Right. I just got to get more people to do what I want them to do. You know, right. like it's such a backwards way to go at it. And I've only been taught my whole life that doing what I'm doing right now is unrealistic and not possible. Also a fucking lie, you know, like it is realistic and it is possible because I'm actually doing it right now. Right. So anybody who tells you it's not possible, that is their reality. And that's cool. If that's working for them, they can live in that. I want to live right here where anything is possible. Yeah. And where I don't have to work harder. I just have to be more in alignment with what I want. Right. And like, and just to say, this isn't like, you know, close your eyes, wish it to happen. And, uh, you know. We still work really fucking hard, but not, but not hard like, is a weird word. It really is. Cause I don't, is. I don't, I don't, I don't agree. I, I feel like I work hard, but not like exhausting, like killing myself hard. It's not about hard. It's about how you feel while you're doing it. So when I'm working right like a now, good hard. I feel amazing and it might be. Like if I'm doing the work and I've been doing the work for nine and a half or 10 hours that day, yeah, I'm tired, but I am energized around the tire. I feel so good. It's not hard. It's easy. Yeah. I have unlimited energy and resources to do what I'm doing because I'm in alignment with it. What was hard was getting up every day and doing something that I wasn't in alignment with anymore and forcing myself to go and do it because it's what I thought I needed to do because I was doing it for all of these reasons that weren't about what I needed and that that was hard, even though, you know, that may have been less hours a week. Technically, Mm -hmm. maybe I work more hours a week now than I did before, you know, but the work that I'm doing feels amazing and is in alignment with what I'm trying to create. So it's not hard. And I, but that's what I mean about like this idea of working hard is hard quantity of hours is hard physical is hard mental is hard like what is hard you know weird word yeah because we all have like i guess a different definition of what our hard is right everyone's hard is different um because i'm all about putting the hours in right i am not about putting in the hours doing shit i don't want to do right i won't do it it's like what i was trying to get at is that this isn't about closing your eyes and wishing for it to happen and oh i just you know it's just going to happen. Like you still have to, you know, there's still work involved behind what we do. Yes. We're not sitting on the couch eating bonbons every day. No, (laughs) you know, like, but you know, what's hard is being fully present and aware of what you're doing that is contributing or hurting what you're trying to create and manifest. Yeah. So maybe it's hard for me to be like, oh, the reason I didn't get to the six-figure income over the last 20 years was because I was in my own way. What does that look like? What do I need to heal in order to not be in my own way? What kind of work do I have to do and what kind of behaviors do I... 
Who do I have to remove? Who do I need to spend more time with? What do I need to do for me? Like taking care of yourself and being real with yourself, some people would say is hard. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so, and I think work is a, like, it's there's still- weird word. Yeah, there's still work, <laughs> work involved, is, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I am- but I'm just working in a different way that's more aligned with what it is I said I wanted to create because $100,000 would not make me feel good if I was exhausted and sick and miserable with how I got to it. Right. I don't want that. Right. That's hard. <laughs> way harder than getting to whatever some, you know, you get to doing something that you are aligned with and that you feel nurtured by and rejuvenated by as opposed to something you feel drained by. And, you know, like I'm not getting where I want to go and there's all that resistance there. Um, so, yeah, like adjectives are weird in this <laughs> metaphysical space, you know, like. Yes. But on the cusp of believing. Yes. There's a lot of beliefs that I have to shift and move out of the way that I'm in the process of doing. Right. But just having that blind faith of, you know, because I've seen it happen in just like this very short amount of time, just these few weeks Mm -hmm. that I don't have to know how things are going to happen. My freaking dryer broke. Such a good story. When I came back from Kansas City, I was like, oh, fuck. So I'm like hang drying everything around my house. Do you know how hard that is, especially with like towels and shit? Oh, yeah. You got to find room to do that. (laughs) And it's not like I have a line in my backyard to do that, you know. And um, I was like, how the hell? How the hell? How the hell? So I go to the scratch and dent because I'm like, ugh. I won't spend that much money like, you know, so I go to the Texas appliances and the not the Sears outlet. Sears is out of business, whatever, the, whatever the Sears outlet is. All now, the cheap ass places that you all can the buy cheap ass places yeah. that like the dryers look like shit mm-hmm. and, you know, are all dented up and, you know, they're also fucking expensive for what they are. Right. You know, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like $520 for this like hunk of metal that like looks like shit and has two buttons on it. Like COVID appliances ain't no joke. It is hard times. Yeah. All this to say, doesn't matter how I got a new washer and dryer, a fancy new washer and dryer. Fancy ass washer and dryer. It even sings me a little song when it's done with its cycle. And tell me how much did you personally pay for that washer and dryer? Nothing. Nothing. Like, it is such an amazing process, just like the suite, Mm -hmm. you know, like, just like hitting budget the weekend that we did the workshop, right? And countless other examples of how things are just like coming to us effortlessly because we're willing to, and you know, like on the subject of the limiting beliefs, it's not like you have to remove every limiting belief you've ever had in order to start receiving. We're just like chipping away at limiting beliefs and being like, oh, this is a big one. Yeah, I'll reframe that and I'll look at it differently. Oh, look at this one that came up, you know, like interesting. Not like beating up on yourself, just being curious about those things as they happen and then being willing to look at them a different way. And just as you begin to do that, it creates this vacuum in your vortex, you know, where it's like, oh, look, she's got room now. Here you go. 
have what it is that you've mm-hmm. been manifesting. And the better you get at it, the faster it happens and the more efficient you are, because then you can start to look at it and be like, oh, I said I wanted this and look what I got. That's not exactly what I meant. Right. Let me reevaluate this for a minute, you know, and you go back to the beginning. Okay, so what am I asking for? Let me get more clear about this. This is what I want, you know, and so the asking, the believing, let's get down to like the receiving part. Because one thing that I think is so interesting about receiving is that, you know, to your point with that suite, there were a handful of times where after we were in it and we were receiving it and we were living in it, I had this moment of, is this even what I really want? (laughs) Like, it's awesome, you know, and it's great. But how interesting that now I'm in it and I'm like, okay, so I got what I asked for. If I had it all over to do again, what would I ask for? You know, like, and maybe it's not a suite in Dallas. Maybe it's a suite in Paris in front of the Eiffel Tower, Amanda Francis. You know, like (laughs) maybe it's a villa in Lake Como. Maybe it's a ski house in Switzerland, you know, like it just allows you to refine these ideas of what, or maybe it's being on the back porch at home with my dog, you know, and Aubrey, like it doesn't have to be something big and flashy, but receiving is this really pivotal moment of either, Oh, look what I just did. And that was a success. Or sometimes when you receive things, it bumps you up against this feeling of, okay, is this really what I wanted at all? It's also a big reason why you hear like people win the lottery and then lose all the money Mm -hmm. is that they just didn't feel worthy of what it was that they got. It's also why people with large sums of money fuck it off and lose it and like squander it in all of these crazy ways. And like they just don't have the vibrational match for it. Things can come to you and you not be a match for them and they can disappear like that. You know, like it is part of what you're understanding about the frequency of it as opposed to the tangible matter. Mm -hmm. Like anything is not anything. It's all just vibrating atoms and cells, you know, like, so you have to believe that you're capable of having it. And then you have to be the worthy being and say, yeah, I deserve this and not have any messed up mentality around that in order to fully receive it. You have to use your powers for good. Yes. You know, like, because let's be honest, there are a lot of shitty people who have a lot of money. Totally. Right. I mean, and they understand this, though. Right. Because you, I don't know, you really don't have to use your powers for good. There's a lot of shitty people who have a lot of money who understand the law of attraction, which is how they stay on top. So it doesn't matter that they're not doing great things with their money. What matters is that they know they can ask for it, believe they can have it, and they feel worthy, you know, like, and so then they receive it, but they can do whatever they want to with it, you know, like, Karmic assignments versus law of attraction are like different ends. I would love to believe that money only comes to good people that are going to go do good things with it. But that's not my experience, you know, like. Right. Um, I'm just saying, like, for me, with the belief in the receiving, for me personally, to, like, get out of my, like, fucked up way of believing with it is that, like, we can use these powers for good. Like with Badass Ladies Club, I fully believe we are doing the world and our community a hell of a lot of good. Agreed. You know, and that I don't have to feel bad or shitty about 
partying it up in a $2,500 night suite. Not a little, not even a little you know, bit. Like, so no, I don't feel bad about it. No. You know, like. And money only magnifies who you already were. Right. And we were already wonderful, generous people that want to do good in the world, which is why that's going to bring out more of that. Right. And so receiving it, I feel good about that because I know who I am. Yes. And I know who you are and I know who our friends are. And I know that we're at this amazing point in our lives where we've created this amazing reality. It's already happened. Yeah. So I guess I'm saying for us in receiving it that we're using our powers for good. Like I said, there's a lot of shitty people with a lot of money. Well, and a la Amanda Francis, us fully receiving those things and doing good with it shows other people what's possible and will allow them to receive the same things. You know, like it creates this scope of, oh, well, if she can have it, then I can have it. You know, like if that's where she started, then I've, I'm there now, you know. And so, yeah, fully receiving only gives other people permission to like step into that, right. that sphere like yeah. that. I love it. I know. I'm so excited to see uh, what we manifest next. I know. Uh, manifestation is a big topic, and I am excited about having Katrina Wu on the yes. show. Because, yeah, she is a mindset and money manifestation, you know, like beast. And I know that she'll have a lot to add to this conversation. So, yeah, there's more to say. Katrina, where are you? I mean, you we're going to get it done. We're going to get these schedules worked out. I know. Uh Guys, I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. And like Jessica said, we are so very grateful that you are here with us on this journey and that you continue to come and participate in the podcast and in all of the retreats and the workshops and the offerings that we have. Share um, share this episode with somebody that you think might love it. Rate and review us. Send us a message. We love you guys. Thank you. Thank you.